If you'd like more information on Project Say Something, our events, how you can get involved, you can go to our Facebook page at Project Say Something, or you can join our Facebook group, Project Say Something. You can go to our website, www.projectsaysomething.org. That's where you can donate as well. Um, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Our handle is at Stay Woke South. And you're now listening to Rebuke. What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Marcus, and you're now listening to Rebuke. Uh, we have a special episode today, and I hope everyone will enjoy it. Um, you can support the podcast by sharing the, the links to the show on your social media, and you can support it financially by being a monthly subscriber or donating to my cash app, dollar sign R-E-B-U-K-E-E-06. That is dollar sign R-E-B-U-K-E-E-06. Or you can also watch my interviews on YouTube. I got a few uh, shows on here, especially this one will be on YouTube once I get my engineer to fix it. So um, and, and do all his editing and this show will be on YouTube. So no further ado, let's get into it. Um, there are over 1400 Confederate statues in the South. During the protests over George Floyd's murder, close to 160 statues came down across the United States. Well, the Black Lives uh, Black Lives Matter movement has died down a little bit. So should we ignore the, st the statues? Well, my guest on the show begs to differ and is fighting to ensure that the statue in her own town goes down. And I like to, it's, it's a pleasure everyone to have this activist because she's actually active more than just her mouth on social media. She's out in the streets doing the things that activists should do. And I've seen her videos and I've seen her, you know, verbally doing things in her town, which is a small town in Florence, Alabama, and also going to other cities, including Montgomery, trying to make sure things are getting done on behalf of the black community. So I'd like to welcome Camille to the show. Hello. Hey, Marcus. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Like I said, I, I appreciate um, uh, women like you that actually do stuff because there's, there's there's difference between a social media social media activist and then a real activist. So so I appreciate having a real activist on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I listen these days. I'm happy to see social media, whatever, as long as people speaking out. But Marcus, I mostly appreciate you just because you don't just do the podcast, but you know you you shoot texts. You're always encouraging posting you know if, if something's going on you always post in a comment of encouragement so you you do a lot too i appreciate you i truly appreciate that sister 
Um, first question, um, I want everybody to know who you are, man. So what is Project uh, Say Something? What What is that uh, to you and what does it mean to the black community? Project Say Something is an advocacy organization. So we're a 501c3 and a 501c4. So 501c4 means we can be partisan. That means we can call out Republicans if we need to. A lot of times with 501c3 organizations, you have to be non-partisan, meaning you you can't have any political uh, affiliations. Um, we're an advocacy organization and our mission is to confront racial injustice and white supremacy through black history by using communication, education and community empowerment to reconcile the past with the present. In short, mm. nothing new under the sun. Every single thing that happens to us as black people is directly uh, connected to the root cause of, of, of uh, the foundation really of this country, which is white supremacy and mm. anti-blackness. Woo, we getting heavy already. Already, <laughs> oh. no small talk here. <laughs> already. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, I stated earlier, um, in twenty twenty over hundred sixty statues came down across the uh, United States with George Floyd protests. Um what ignited you to because I seen you protest about or uh, be active uh, uh being active in other things. What made, what sparked you to want to be active in getting removing statues across the state of Alabama? Honestly, Marcus, we were we were advocating uh, to contextualize the Confederate mo monuments since 2017. Wow. So we didn't ask for it to come down because up in our neck of the woods, our community was not ready. That was not a conversation that we were going to be able to force down folks throats. There was a lot of apathy. People didn't understand. Heck, I didn't really understand what the statue meant. You know, people are afraid afraid to say that, but it's true. We didn't get this in history class. You know, they told us it was about states' rights. My mom and them said it was bad for Black folks, but I didn't have the, the understand the true history and the essence of Confederate monuments uh, really until like 2015, something like that. But anyway, in 2017, as an organization, we started asking, advocating to get another monument next to the monument of Dred and Harriet Scott. Dred Scott, are you familiar with Dred and Harriet Scott? They lived in Florence for 10 years, but long story short, his case, when he was denied citizenship for being black and told he had to stay an enslaved man, even though he was free, mm -hmm. his case was, was deemed one of the worst cases in Supreme Court history, mm -hmm. right? right? And that case got abolitionists pissed off and really sparked the civil war so project say something knowing he lived in our influence for 10 years we thought well you know what better way to help people understand hey this statue is extremely racist by having a a, a statue next to it of dread and harriet scott that was his wife um and it was a it, the proposal was rejected but what it did do was get the conversation going so when we fast forward to 2020 People already knew we was about that life. We've already been telling y'all the statue is racist. And now let's go. Y'all lynching black men, black women, just take it down. And, and honestly, to be transparent, Birmingham 
really, really gave us the encouragement to, to that it was time to, to just go ahead and take it down when theirs came down to. That's great. Yeah, I like the I like the fact that Birmingham took the initiative to take theirs down. I mean, uh, our you know the city I'm in, they eventually take it took it down. I mean, and they and it was I hate to say it, it was uh, strategically uh, put in the right area, so it's kind of hard to reach it. <laughs> you know, the ones located in uh, in our city of Huntsville. So yeah, every city is different. That's one of the things that I try to explain to people because I've I've heard black folks in like this competitive spirit, like well, Birmingham's down and ours is down. I'm like, do you understand that you can <laughs> you cannot use the same strategy on the same city? So Birmingham and Huntsville are cosmopolitan cities. They're some of the wealthiest cities in Alabama. So the and 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 also I think that take Huntsville for instance, I believe that they, they know that it would it would start to take away from tourism and some of their money, right? Which is which is usually when it comes to white folks doing the right thing, that's the bottom line, right? Money. Um what what's gonna hit them in the pocket. So I think that you know, when people look at like, oh, this city did it. Well, what are y'all doing wrong? I think that's the wrong way to look at it because it's a journey for each city. Each city is going to get it done in their own time. And we've had uh, to overcome tremendous obstacles um, just for what we do, which is advocacy to get it down. Um, why do you think, because I've seen the videos of you and, and, and groups of individuals they were fighting along aside you in their regards to getting that statue taken down. Um, like, it's not just your not in Alabama, but across the nation. Why do you think white people are so passionate about the statue that represents people that lost the war? I mean, I mean, because look, the, the reason why I asked because I lived in Germany for several years, actually twice. And you don't see no Nazi signs. You you can go to Germany now. You not see not one Nazi sign. But so why do you feel that it's you know they walk past it every day nonchalantly? But when somebody advocates or wants to take it down, they're so passionate about it. Go ahead and explain your your rationale. I think it's I think it's a culture of mm-hmm. the, uh, the the culture of white supremacy. So it wasn't an accident. You had the United Daughters of the Confederacy who right. made it their business when they lost the war. These women were like, a lot of times everybody want to point the finger at white men, but as 12 Years a Slave, the movie showed you white women were behind the scenes literally cracking that whip, making sure that they kept black folks oppressed. Um, and United Daughters of Confederacy are great examples. So these women made it their business to romanticize the Confederate, the, the, the Civil War, make sure they, they, they really amplified the lost cause narrative, made sure that they talked about the old South and the gone with the wind, all of that stuff was originated with the United Daughters of Confederacy. And the main thing they did was made sure that those history books 
did not tell the truth. They they spoke of a story of, uh, you know, Southern pride and states rights. But what they didn't talk about was slavery, which is the entire reason the Civil War was fought. So white people, Southern white people are attached to this narrative. That's their family. You know, they grew up with the Confederate flags and hearing about their family members that went off to war and fought for their country. Um, and there was no mention of, of, of enslaved black people. And it's not a rational choice, right? It's not a, a choice that's based. I'm sorry, my dog's barking. I apologize. But anyway, it's not a choice that's based in reality. It's not something that's based in reality. It's something that's based in a false narrative. It's not based on fact. Even if you tell white folks, hey, listen, this is what happened. This is what they said when they erected the statue. Here's the historical evidence that this war was about slavery. They will still give you a rebuttal that says something about their family and, well, how can I remember my family member that fought for the war, this and that. So they have like this cognitive dissonance that makes them forget the the people that were brutalized um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at that time. I- absolutely great answer i absolutely agree with that you know what i mean so they have a thousand excuses they they're ready for rebuttals when it when it comes to that i mean uh from abraham lincoln was a republican we all know in that you know uh republican party was totally different back then but okay. yeah exactly you know, right. Republican Party back then is the Democratic Party of now. So, right. uh, but they, they'll use that. They will use that uh, their rebuttal all the time. So now, my next question is: I see videos, postings about you and your organization, and how bad and how bad you are for the city uh, that you're in. Question: They always questioning your credibility, uh, etc. As an activist, do you wake up some days and say, "I just want to walk away and be normal, man"? Yes, sometimes. I think I think people expect you to say, I'm never scared. I, I'm brave all the time. I wake up and I'm always ready to go. Anyway, sometimes I'm like, are you crazy? Like, why did you even start this work and the statue's still up and you have to face all of this adversity? Um, but those are just fleeting moments. Um, it's The truth is, this work is who I am. Um, I believe it's a calling and, and what I was meant to do in, in this life. And, and, and the same goes for those that choose to, to be a part of PSS, right? Um, and, and there's this passion and this drive and this hunger, hunger for justice, for black people that will never, ever, ever die. I've always been this way and I will die this way. Uh, and so when I had those moments where I'm like, I really need to quit, it's just, you just talking, you know, you're going to get up and <laughs> still be fighting the power the next day, you know? Okay, great. And I seen on social media, um, like I said, I've I seen all the, the literature and the, the negative posts about you. What trials have you faced since you tried, since you took this mantle to remove this Confederate statue in your town? Well, can you elaborate the trials, the things that have been said or done to you, to you or and your family but, uh, ever since you, you tried to remove this statue since 2017? I'll, I'll stick to some of the high, some of the, the, the things that stick out in my mind. I've received hate mail at my home. I've had, um, counter protesters show up at our child care center one of them thankfully 
my parents downplay. It was like, what? Anyway, <laughs> they were trying to get people like not to come to our child care center. Um, one of our child care centers. Um, I have, there was a sheriff, a deputy who posted online. Um, if you, if you, if you're afraid of getting hit by a car, don't protest. If you are afraid of being killed by police, don't commit a crime. If you're afraid of getting COVID, stay 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 home. So it was like this this call for violence, a dog whistle. Uh, and I, I dealt with it publicly, right? I reposted what he said, because this is a he works for the sheriff's department. It's law enforcement talking like this, right? Mm. A couple hours later, I was at a protest downtown in Florence and a counter protester came a few inches away from me and two children, um, looked me in the eye and said, get the, get the fuck out the way. And, and like sped through a light. So like attempting or coming close to hitting us um, with the motorcycle, that was awful. Uh, my goodness, countless countless death threats i just had to go through through those for um, an attorney yesterday countless death threats online you know everything from her her mouth needs to be wired shut to uh bet she'll shut up when there's a bullet inside of her just crazy stuff memes meme after meme after meme being made um about me um it goes on and on you know secretary of state Coming after us, pu- coming putting ab- coming after me publicly. That was awful. Didn't he get in trouble? He did. He did get in trouble. <laughs> I was like, come through, ancestors. Sometimes you know, the victory. It ain't always the way you was hoping it would be, but you know, he still got what was coming. But yeah, when we called him out, he had some retweets like it's a war on white people. Call the patriots. Same language that was used a couple months later by Mo Brooks, which led to the insurrection at the Capitol, by the way. But we called him out. And I mean, he got on his page. Camille Bennett is a racist, you know, crazy. And it was it was very intimidating from where I sit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so uh, before I proceed, that's why I, 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 I truly appreciate you, because um, real activist activism um you have it's very selfless and you're you're risking yourself in order for a a purpose to 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 live to to grow and to you know to to manifest so that's why i truly appreciate you um now we talked about you now you're not just some single woman you you actually married and you you got kids how does your family feel about you being this soup sister soldier activist <laughs> protesting about statues and everything else? How do they feel? Because they gotta walk down the street too. They gotta go to work too. They gotta go to school too. So how does they how do they feel about their mama being an activist trying to get this statue down? I want truth. Let too. me start. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm gonna start with my sons. Um, they're 15 and 19. Okay. They, there have been moments where I know they were scared. I know they were scared. For example, uh, in 2017, I went and spoke at a rally and the KKK showed up like full on who is it? Everything. They heard grumblings about it. And I remember, uh, 
for about a week. Every time they see a flag, they'd be like, it's a KKK duck. They were, they were smaller then. Um, so they were scared. But over time, um, I think they've grown like kind of accustomed to this way of life. They are really, really serious about staying young people. So they're not out there pumping the fist. They're not out there going to protest. They like, that's mommy's business. That's what mom does. Um, they, they protect their innocence and they protect their, their youth in that way. So they're, they, they, they're, in some, they're in some ways disconnected from the work and I don't pull them in and make them listen and read this article and that kind of thing. So um, that's how they deal with it. I think, I think they're proud in some ways, but in some ways it's a challenge. And then for my husband, it's a struggle every day. Mm. Every day. Every day he is, he is like, this is really hard, but I know this is what you were meant to do. I mean, we've been together since I was 19 years old. So he he was with me when he was like, you got a mouth and you got some kind of like passion dwelling. He was like, you got to do something. Like he, he always knew I was I was going to do something like this. But he, you know, there are times where he's like, dang, can't we just be a normal family and like not have to deal with this element in our lives? Mm-hmm. But he still in spite of the ups and the down is ultimately very supportive. They all are. So what is your rebuttal when they claim that it's just culture and it's part of history, the statue? Well, Marcus, you just can't, you just mentioned a beautiful rebuttal. Okay. Germany. That's one. This is a fun. This this really makes white people mad too. Like who are pr- trying to protect the Confederacy. It's like okay, so let's look at Germany. Let's look at the Holocaust, right? Let's look at what happened to people, to, to Jewish people, uh, at the hands of the Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. Do you see swastikas? Do you see statues of Hitler, right? And and if you did, even even in this country, if you rock in swastikas, what happens? What does that look like? If we erect something of Hitler, what does that look like? So it, it really speaks to the fact that in your mind, it's okay to dehumanize and insult black people because that was the foundation of this country. That's what you've been taught is deeply ingrained in your brain. And that's why you think it's okay. That's why you have, you're able to have this cognitive dissonance. Even though I told you it was about slavery, then you can just kind of skip over it and be like, well, what about my family? Right. Mm-hmm. You, you, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't do that if it was, if we're talking about the Holocaust, Holocaust, right? Right, right, right. Right, right. So it's been normalized for you. So that's, that's a rebuttal. Right. That's right. one. It's one that upsets people, but, right. but that's a, that's a strong rebuttal. The thing is, um, when I was living in Germany, because I mean, everybody that knows I'm an army brat. Um, when I was living in Germany and you mentioned the word Nazis, the Germans really do not. It's a strong distaste. They do not like talking about it is a bad, bad part of their history. Germans do not want to be associated with Nazis or Hitler. I just don't understand the why these the the south the southern south the mason dixon line have don't have the same mentality but you know that's just that's you, you, you know because they've been allowed they've yeah been, that, you, and that's the key been, word been, i mean if you think about it mark think about this our parents they can remember walking in the back of the bus like they that was just yesterday that it was like signs you can't drink water with us 
you can't say, like it's if you if you think about it from that that level that that we were segregated in the 60s just got the right to vote you know what i'm saying it's like it makes sense that they think it's normal to dehumanize black people mm. they've been taught that they've been raised that raised that way you know i'm going into this interview with this question um like i said you've You've been trying. Uh, you've been at this since two, 2017. Tell the black and the white community. They, I believe there's some white people that listen to my show. Um, not maybe not much, but <laughs> but it's some white. Uh, some yeah, probably. Uh, tell the white and black community why is this important for us as a nation to remove these statues and progress to to progress into something different from from 2021 and now. Okay, because it's about the statue, but it's not about the statue. It's about the statue, but it's not about the statue. So I'll I'll give you an example. All we're asking is not even to remove and throw it in the in the river like we could and would be wrong for doing. We're asking you to relocate and put it in a cemetery. We have seen racial violence. We unseated our mayor for not for refusing to denounce the KKK. We've had the Secretary of State come to Florence. We've had national news. We've had international news. We've had rallies, anti-Marxist rallies. We've had all, we, we had a restaurant owner build a wall, a literally a wall around his restaurant. So he did not have to see our protest. We saw doctors speak out, judges speak out, um, teachers speak out about our advocacy in a negative way, right? And so it's about dismantling white supremacy Mm. and pulling it up at the root and asking your community to take a look. This is what you've been living with. This is what you rocking with. Now what you gonna do? That's what it's about. So when people talk about, oh, the statue's still up, you hadn't done nothing. Lies, lies lies we created a movement and we will continue to advocate until it's down and and for us of course we want it down tomorrow but until then we will keep doing what we do and keep exposing what we have to expose to get it down which is white supremacy excellent excellent response excellent response well that's my last question that's almost into my show um before I end the show, I would like to give me my tidbits about it. Um, me being an army brat and being being an army brat, you exposed to a lot of things. Um, different cultures. I've seen blacks with Koreans, blacks with Germans, black, you know, uh, whites with, you know, I seen all of that. I did not really feel racism until I moved back to Alabama in in 1995 that's when I started seeing things people sitting separate and talking different and things of that nature now you might white people might think that you know it's a part of their history and all that and all that that stuff that's fine but if you're going to talk recite or or relive history make sure you tell the whole history about behind that statue 
that statue just don't represent a soldier that died. That statue represents a soldier trying to kept, keep his economic floor up, which is slavery that our ancestors were endured and died during that process over 400, 500 years ago. So some people say is a uh, is a dead cause to move the statues. There's other there's other uh, uh, things we need to fight for. You may be absolutely right, but the the statue represents, and you got to understand if you do your history after the Civil War, the United States start building these statues right after Reconstruction and the hundredth year of the Civil War during the Civil Rights era. Why did they do that? To impose their will of white supremacy and to let African-Americans know who is boss. Now, if you want to say this country is progressive, is for the land of the free, home of the brave, blah, blah, blah. We all diversify. The first thing you need to do is to uproot white supremacy. And you can start it. It won't end, but you can start with removing that statue. That's all I have with this this episode called Take It Down Now. I thank Camille with from Project Say Something for coming on the show and, and letting us know the insides and also how what activists go through trying to fight and to remove these statues. Uh, even though the movement has died down, she's still fighting. So I truly appreciate that. Um, for the ones that are watching live, I truly appreciate you uh, watching it live. And the ones that haven't, I'm going to have the show uh, uh, air soon and within a few weeks. Now, everybody knows I end my show with my favorite saying that is knowledge is power. Economic freedom is salvation. But if you put the two together, we can build a great nation. This is Marcus with Rebuke, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>